0: We are, uh, you know, responsible for, you know, how to, how to liberate Gacha Han. And then, um, you know, uh, our Han is very much connected to Gacha Han, Gacha Han connect to our Han. That's why we need to treat our Han as Gacha Han. And then we are responsible uh, to liberate God through our own heart, because we are same heart. 안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Today I'd like to talk about again the True Family and I from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's uh, start.
1: The True Family and I. The providence of salvation is the providence of restoration led by God. It restores the lost sons and daughters, the unity of mind and body, the absolute unity of husband and wife, and the absolute unity of parents and children in the true love of God. This true family, which is qualified to live eternally with God, ought to be connected to Christianity, which is in the position of bride to the Lord. By establishing such a blood relationship with God, we can realize united families, tribes, races, nations, and a unity of nations that would form a united world. This would culminate the providence of salvation for all religions. Distinguished leaders... For your nation to receive God's blessings, you need to become a people whose minds and bodies are united in God's true love. You also need to unite as absolute husbands and wives. When the number of families in any nation that can unite as absolute children of God grows, then God will come to live in that nation. If this happens, that nation will automatically become the central nation in service to the world. Human beings possess this innate nature. If a beloved one lives in the countryside in poverty, his or her partner wants to live there too. No matter where it is, we want to go and live in the place where our beloved is. In the same way, if there is a place where God's beloved sons and daughters dwell, That place, for richer or poorer, will be be the kingdom of heaven. Today, I am speaking to you as the wife of the founder of the Unification Church. If you ask me what the mission of the Unification Church is, I will say it is to be a place where God's true love is present. It is to be the place where we want our mind and body to unite in true love and where we want to form ideal marriages with absolute unity between husband and wife. By means of a teaching that can make all people into inseparable brothers and sisters, we are carrying out the mission that God has given us.
0: Thank you. Let's just summarize what Tromada is talking about. Uh, what uh, must you do for God to bless your country? First, uh, centering on God's true love, we must become a people whose body and mind are united. A husband and wife must be absolutely united, centering on God's true love. And centering on God's true love, the number of families, where their children can absolutely unite, we must increase. Then God will come to live in that nation. If this happens, that nation will automatically become the central nation in service to the world. Then what the mission of the Unification Church, according to mothers who I now talking about. First, we must be a place where God's true love is present. And just as we want to go and live wherever our loved ones are, God also wants to be where his beloved sons and daughters are. His place is heaven. We must be place where we want uh, our mind and body to unite in true love, and where we want to form ideal marriages with absolute unity between and husband and wife. We must create a model that can turn all people into inseparable brothers and sisters through love. Our mission is very clear. What the mission of the unification is the most important thing is, we must be a place where God's true love is present. Where, where is the main place? Our family. Anyone come to our house, if they can feel that, Wow, God is here. God is really present here. I can find God's true love here. While wow. seeing your family, I can feel that what is the you know God's ideal family? We need to. This is the most important mission as the Unification Church members. You know, this is our mission. This is our responsibility. We need to show God is really living God. God is really within us, within our family. This is our most important mission. Now, why Christian church is declining? Because they could not show, you know, where God's true love is present. This is an issue. So what's the best way to witness outside people? Anyone is uh, not connected to a church or do not connect to God? We need to show God what kind of God is really living in our family. Since I came to uh, you know my home, I really put my heart to more artistic communication with my wife, with you know three childrens and grandchildrens and daughter in and uh, you know I really have I need to put my effort. And just now I invited my. Uh, brother Inno's uh, daughter. I'm the one who met them, and they came to our family. We are having a very nice and beautiful dinner. Even our grandchildren and you know, uh, my niece, uh, you know, about the children together, you know, uh, seven or eight of them. Wow, beautiful! We are having a meal and sharing this and that. And then my younger brother's uh, you know, daughter saying that, oh, you know, he, he said in Korean uncle, I feel that uh, whenever I come here, I really feel that I don't want to go back home. I feel that he has really feel God's is here. So, uh, I really did not do much, but I think she feels like that. So I really, how, you know, even though my job is a continental director mission, how can I show, you know, who is really true parent? True, true father really gone, true mother in Korea. And then our, you know, second generation, third generation, not much understanding true parents of real life. They only can learn through their own parents. But well, that is not simple mission, yeah? as you know that. So please understand what the mission of the Unification Church is most important. Thing. We must be a place where God's true love is present. This is really, really important things. Living divine principle and activities of Satan in human world. So let's start EDP. Satan's activities
1: in human society. Satan cannot perpetrate his evil activity unless he first finds an object partner with whom he can form a common base and engage in give and take action. Satan's object partners are evil spirits in the spirit world. The object partners to these evil spirits are the spirit selves of evil people on earth and the vehicles through which these evil spirit selves act are their physical selves. Accordingly, the power of Satan is conveyed through evil spirits and is manifested in the activities of earthly people. For example, Satan entered Judas Iscariot and Jesus once called Peter Satan. In the Bible, the spirits of evil men on earth are called angels of the devil. The kingdom of heaven on earth is a restored world in which Satan can no longer instigate any activity. To realize this world, it is necessary for all humanity to eliminate their common base with Satan, restore their common base with God, and engage in give and take action with him. However, God granted human beings and angels freedom. Therefore, He cannot restore them by force. Human beings must uphold the word of God on their own free will and by fulfilling their responsibility, which would then bring Satan to voluntary submission. We can only be restored to the original ideal purposed by God at the creation through this process. Let's study Father's word. The declaration of an Unified blessing ceremony of the physical and spiritual world on July 1. These bodies are the ballrooms of the devil. That is why you have been told to have a fasting, do service works, sacrificing yourselves, and live for the sake of others. After that, you have been told to pray without ceasing. The devil can work through you for 24 hours a day. And you are to lose upon the activities of the Satan, for he may be working all over.
0: Yeah. How to subdue Satan? Father said: fast, sacrifice, to service works, live for the sake of another, and pray without ceasing. Since the devil is active twenty-four hours a day. Unless a fallen human beings set a higher standard, they will not be able to defeat Satan. Because Satan is working very hard, you know, 24 hours, no stopping. Even Satan is working 10 much harder. How about us? If we do not work harder than Satan, how can we win over Satan? Therefore, you have to move 24 hours a day for the country to move. Know that Satan will surely attack if you are off of God for even a moment. Another prophecy. The coverage of
1: the Satan's activities and how to subjugate the Satan. After the fall, earth and heaven has become the sphere of Satan's activities covering all the way up to the feet of God's royal throne. Consequently, Satan has been accusing the human beings of the spiritual and the physical world. The men of faith today do not understand clearly that Satan has been in action with such great power. The history of God has been that of fighting against Satan. Although God has been fighting on against Satan so badly for 6,000 years. The fight has not been settled yet. Do you know what is the hill that we must climb over now? It is to subjugate Satan. To do that, you have to know what the shield was that Satan used in the fight and what conditions Satan set up to infiltrate. If we know about these, we can get Satan's voluntary submission.
0: Yes. After the four earths and heaven has become the sphere of Satan's activities, covering and all the way up to the feet of God's royal royal throne. Consequently, Satan has been accusing the human beings of the spiritual and the physical worlds. You must know that because of Satan's dominion over Adam and Eve, the entire world of all things, even the heavenly world was ruled by Satan with his own authority. God's history was the history of the fighting Satan. So everyone, without exception, has to go through the course of the subduing Satan. To do that, you have to know what the shield was that Satan used in the fight and what condition Satan set up to uh, infiltrate. You must know what Satan used to accuse you, and you must not fall under the condition of accusation before Satan. Satan must always rule over our four major desires by invading through our flesh. When the body and mind become one, and through the dominion of the four great desires, Satan is destined to to retreat. So today's use uh, ministry, the three great subject partners principle centering on conscience. This is also very, very important content. Please, my brothers and sisters, listen carefully. The three
1: great subject partners principle centered on the conscience. Do you all know the three great subject partners principle centered on the conscience? The conscience is a representative of God and true parents, and it also represents the true teacher and true owner. This three great subject partners principle of the conscience has the mission of representing the true parent, true teacher, and true owner. This is the three subject partners principle centered on the conscience. Therefore, I must attend my conscience like the true parent, true teacher, and true owner, and always discuss with them and bring joy to them. If that happens, I will know how to distinguish good and evil well, and my conscience will never lead me in the wrong direction. That is why True Father said, if you absolutely follow and attend the conscience well, eternal life will be guaranteed. We should not think that the couple's conscience is divided into two where the husband's conscience is his own and the wife's conscience is her own. The husband and wife's conscience must be one. Therefore, you must always live checking with each other. I must always check if my thoughts are my wife's thoughts and if my wife's wife's thoughts are my thoughts and have the same thoughts and actions. Only then can the husband and wife have one heart.
0: Yes. First, we must know the three great subject partners' principles centered on conscience. These uh, three great subject partners' of principle of the conscience has the mission of the representing, in the true parents, true teacher, and true owner. Therefore, I must attend my conscience like the true parents and true teacher and true owner, and always discuss with them, and bring joy to them. True Father said that if you absolutely follow and attend the conscience well, eternal life will be guaranteed. All standards of conscience that God desire must set the same standard of conscience as God. There is no difference between God's standard of conscience and true parents' standard of conscience. And there is no difference between true parents' standard of conscience and those of our blessed couple. We should not think that the couple's conscience is divided into two, where the husband husband's conscience is his own and the wife's conscience is her own. The husband and wife's conscience must be one. Therefore, we must always be checking with each other. I must always check if my thoughts are my wife's thoughts, and if my wife's thoughts are my thoughts, and have the same thoughts and actions. Only then can the husband and wife have one heart. So you know, do you remember what Mother is talking about? Since our true father go to spiritual world, and then she really pays so much attention for, you know, uh, more than about two or three years to authentic father. And then later on, mother, you know, speak to us that you know, father's thought is my thought, my thought is father's thought. You know, conscious, each one of our, our conscious is something different, different standard, become very much in chaos, right? So because of the whole, each person have the different standard of conscience, according to political leaders, according to era, according to, you know, under the the era of the communism and democratic, and then also dictatorship, all different standard of the conscience. That is the issue. That's why according to universal principle, you know, have to be, and the same standard of the conscience, Heavenly father conscience should be true parental conscience? True parents' conscience should be, you know, our conscience, our conscience should be our children's conscience. If there is a difference, then we cannot cannot make a unified world. That's why I think we really need to think that our conscience is, we we need to attend. And serve our conscience as a, to the teacher, as a to the parents, and to the owner. Very important. That I'm talking about the dog, the three great subject, partners, principal, centered on conscience. Next. What
1: must we do to set the conscience on the perpendicular line? In order for the couple to become one body, they must train to unite, centered on the conscience. To do that, You must always ask and discuss. You need to know that the couple's conscience must become one. Through such training, God's conscience must become true parents' conscience. True parents' conscience must become our couple's conscience. And our couple's conscience must become the children's conscience. This is why Father said, in order for each other to set their conscience on a vertical line, the subject and object must become one. There is no way to set my conscience without a subject partner. There's no way to set my conscience standard horizontally. If there is no able, there is no way to set my conscience vertically. It must be a conscience arising from God, true parents, and able. I must always be one arising from Abel. In other words, I must be one arising from a subject partner. When I start family, I need to think of my spouse as my able. In order for kids to live centered on their conscience, they always need to ask their parents. If they do as they please, they become rascals.
0: Yeah. You know, for the people to become one body, they must train to unite, center on conscience. To do that, you must always ask and discuss. Because we we sometimes difficult to read uh, you know, our heart and mind each other. We need to know that the, the couples' conscience must become one. Through such training, God's conscience must become true parents' conscience, true parents' conscience must become our couples' conscience and our couples' conscience must become our children's conscience. And that's why Father said, you know, to for each other to set their uh, conscience on vertical line, the subject which is God and object which is human must become one. There's no way to set my conscience without subject pattern. There is no way to set my conscience standard horizontally. And uh, on early level of faith, we don't know what is to put our conscience on a vertical line. Anyone, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, did not know divine principle and just uh, get to know divine principle and come to the church. And they do not know even conscience, what, what the role of the conscience. And they do not know, even though they were conscience, they do not know how to distinguish what is good and, good and evil. That's why we need to really, you know, teach them and guide them properly how to put our conscience on a vertical line. So centering on able, we must establish the standard of conscience consciousness. If there is a no able, there is no way to set my conscience vertically. It must be a conscience arising from God and through parents and able. That's why we need to have able in the beginning, right? So able to teach you what is good and what is bad, you know. What is the role of the conscience, and then get to know, become more sensitive. They, you know, they know they can hear the voice of the, their conscience. That's why able really help you, you know. Uh, the set up the our conscience vertically. And next, oh, oh sorry. Wherever you go, think of your
1: life as existing for the will. When you go to school, you must become a student who is centered on your teachers. You cannot deal with your teachers with yourself as a subject partner. Even the workplace is not a place you go to make money. You must go for God's will. Wherever we go, think that you are going for the will. There cannot be a life that has nothing to do with the will. Whatever kind of workplace you have, wherever you go and whatever you do, you must think that you are doing so for the will. Therefore, you must live a social life where you give for the sake of the people of the place you are at. Take responsibility over those people's circumstances and invest your sincere and honest heart. Therefore, if you think apart from the will, Whatever you do, your conscience becomes terrible and your heart becomes pitch black and you will have greed for material things and a heart that judges others. Furthermore, as human relationships worsen, your heart will begin to darken. For the heart to brighten, relationships must become very close artistically. When heart and heart give and receive, There is light. You must be connected with God's heart centered on true human relationships. The couple does not end as a couple of human emotion, but they must become a couple of heavenly emotion centered on God.
0: Thank you, Heavenly Honey. No matter where you go and what you do, you need to establish a relationship between subject and object in order to develop. If you go out centering on yourself, you will surely be, you know, harassed and eventually be dri- uh, driven out. At home, you should be a child centered on your parents. At school, you should be a student centered on teachers. At work, you should be the uh, centered on the, you know, church or, uh, you, know, the, you know, company president or chairman. And at church, you should be uh, centered on the pastor. We are supposed to develop only when we always set the center and move forward. And whatever kind of the workplace you have, wherever you go, and wh- whatever you do, you must think that you are doing so for God's will. No matter what you do, God's will must be the subject. There can be no life up, uh, apart from the God's will. Therefore, it should be a social life centering on God's will, Living for the sake of the people relate to me, taking care of the, their circumstances and putting my true and sincere heart into it. If we think apart from the God's will, whatever you do, your conscience becomes horizontal and your heart becomes, uh, uh, you know, pitch black, and you will have the greed, uh, greed for uh, material things and a heart that. Judge others. Furthermore, as a human relationship person, your heart will be your heart. Your heart will begin to darken. You must think of the job as something God has entrusted upon you. For the heart to a brighten, relationship must become very close artistically. When heart and heart and give and receive, there is a light. You must be. Connect with God's heart and centered on true human relationship. So today we really learn very important thing, right? The three great uh, subject partners, the principle centered on our conscience. So we really, our conscience have to be very sensitive because of the whole, you know, there are a lot of dirty things covered by, covered, covered to our conscience. That's why we need to really remove. We need to clear up very clearly. Then our conscience becomes very, very sensitive, easy to distinguish in good and evil. But formation stage, you know, to uh, make your conscience become sensitive, you need to have able. You're able to teach you what is the correct way, what is the evil way, what is the good way, which direction is good. Always need to be put. And then you learn thoroughly from your able and then when you grow up, you can decide by yourself, you know, which way I need to go, which way is a good way, bad way, you know, which direction really centering on God's will. That's why, you know, to set up vertically your conscience or stand you need to have able, huh? and also your conscience, you know, to uh, set up, you know, uh, vertically, you need to discuss with your wife, with your able, with your parents, okay, with your children. And then you create unity. And then everybody feels that, yeah, this is really centering on uh, God's standard of the conscience. That's why you need to have a lot of discussion. Even though you are better than your son and daughter, your wife, but you need to still discuss. And then really through that kind of discussion and give and take, and then become more artistically very close and creating unity. Then that's just only for report for report, but for the why the purpose of a report? Why, why the purpose of a discussion? So you want to connect with you know, my of the partner artistically and then become more closer and become one, and then they have inseparable relationship. Very important, my brothers and sisters. Then wow, that you can feel that. If I go this way, and God, is, God will be very, very sad. I cannot do it. If I go that way, our true father, true mother will be very happy. That's why I'm centering on God's concept and the true parents' concept, my able concept and my wife concept and my conscience concept. Everybody is like kind of the same mindset. That's why when we build kingdom of heaven, everybody goes same direction, same mindset same standard of conscience. This is a really ideal family, ideal person, ideal role, you know, but that is a really uh, heavenly parent's mission. Today, I talk about the three great subject partners of principle centered on conscience. Thank you very much. God bless you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Wow, what a message. And especially your closing message uh, how important it is for our conscience our, that we have an able figure and that we also place the will as the subject this is so important thank you dr young so at this time for our living testimony i'm so excited for this testimony and uh because we're going to receive uh, our, my sister juliana talavi who is our yclc director in the DMV area. But to introduce her, I want to invite up Kayleigh Moffin. She's gonna preface her and then we'll have Juliana. So Kayleigh, if you
3: could take it away. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Oh, Yang. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Good okay. morning. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I I just wanted to briefly introduce Juliana, who's gonna share her testimony this morning. Um Juliana is my dear sister, and I've known her for a few years now. And uh, Dr. Sheil first introduced me to her a few years ago. And we worked together in YCLC and we immediately connected. You know, we're, we were born in different continents, but somehow we are absolutely sisters. And my experience of working with her is she has such a profound mm, connection and love to our true mother when we first were reading the, the uh, memoir, she also, we were together, we were we were joking about how we would spend all of our money buying memoirs to give out to our friends. And so she did that as well. She also was so inspired by the content that she created like a curriculum to share with the youth in her church. And so I, you know, every time I talk with Juliana, we, this is the living testimony segment, right? But every time I talk with Juliana, is I experience her living testimony I get chills I feel wow spirit world is really working through her and my experience with her doing YCLC you know I was YCLC leading here for a while as well but she really uh you know she reached out to so many young Christian leaders and walked them through the 43 devotion program and they had transformational experiences and you know when somebody would be struggling and she could feel it. She can sense their spirit. She would call them up that night and spend another hour talking with them on the phone until they have their breakthrough. And this is the kind of woman and the kind of leader that she is. So um, I, she could talk about this topic for hours, she said, but we told her to stick to seven minutes. So please join me in welcoming my wonderful, wonderful sister, Juliana Talabi. Juliana, if you can unmute yourself and turn on your video so we can... Hear your great testimony. Wow, Good morning, everyone. Uh-huh, Juliana, finally! Wow. Whoa.
4: Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yes. you're
0: very beautiful. Wow. Mm.
4: <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Um, wow, what a beautiful message. You know, I actually had um, what I was going to talk about. I, I wrote it down. And then for some reason this morning, I could not find it. I was wondering why? Why? Why Why can't I find it? But then I realized that the Holy Spirit wanted me to speak from the heart. Wanted me to um, connect with what our pastor has just said. And I'm going to pick on conscience. Conscience from this memoir. Conscience (laughs) from this memoir. Oh, my God. This... Memoir, Mother of Peace Memoir has broadened the way broadened the way I do ministry Mother of Peace Memoir has broadened my preaching has broadened my sermon there are so many live lessons that can be brought out from this, the life of this great woman and we can connect these live lessons to the words of Jesus Christ to the words Oh my God, it is, when I mean broaden, like it stretches, you know, like it stretches through everything. I'm going to go into conscience, conscience with what um, our pastor just said, conscience with family, right? When your heart with your husband and wife becomes the same thing with your children. I will take it back all the way to when mother of peace was a baby when she was a child i mean from this book i understood that as a parent you have to always look at your child i mean we are like the holy spirit's guardian to your child you would see the ways of the lord the things god wants to do in that child's life you will see it from cradle look at mother of peace would leave everything she has and follow her grandma into, I don't know who hasn't read this book. If you've not read it, I'll tell me or tell Dr. Achilles, I'll gift this to you for the new year. <laughs> she would match all the way with her grandma into the market square and begin to hail and begin to hail for freedom, begin to hail for peace, begin to hail for freedom. She, she tapped into a given called desire. From that movement, she saw her grandmother do this firsthand. She saw her mother do this firsthand. In that generation, they were carrying banner. They were going through. They were going through things. They were, you know, um, going taking their life through issues. Their life was at risk just to proclaim the word of God, just to proclaim peace. And then, Mother of Peace grew up to become Mother of Nations. She started bringing peace into the world because she had this connection with her roots. And when I came across this book, then conscience, I started looking at my children differently. I mean, if I don't even have what God is telling me about them, I prayed into their life. Like you better be a peacemaker <laughs> because the word of God says, I mean when people begin to wonder why why would she call herself mother of peace? I am saying this out there. I thought about it too. When I first came I was like, why would she call herself mother of peace? Guess what? <laughs> the Bible says. It says, "Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they are sons and daughters of God." So it is it is not it is not a miracle that she is the daughter of God and in going forward when the the mind of, of, of a parent and a child become consolidated I went ahead to page 28 I'm all from the book I am not from any journal. <laughs> page 28 um the last paragraph where it says where she said I lived with my father for only a brief time but his gentle nature and futures are engraved in my mind. He was meticulous and thrifty and he was very strong. She did not live with her father for a long time, but she understood that nature from him and she embraced them. She, 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 she consolidated with that and took her head. Going forward with the husband and wife, when she met Father Moon, that was the most interesting part of the book. But um, was, it, was a, it was just a gentleman that came to the, you know, to the city to pray, to preach. And then she was there serving. She was there serving. And he saw her and knew this is the woman that God has created to be beside me. They began to understand each other's life. And when I started going through this book and I started talking about it, I tell you the way I reacted, my husband changed. When he does something before now, I would get upset and I want him to like just see in my mind and see what is going on. But no, I started changing. I started communicating more. I started helping him to communicate more with me. Talk to me, let me know where I am lacking. Let me know where you are lacking. And then we'll come together. I started doing more of affection, more touching, more, hi baby, welcome, this, that, based on what I have read from mother moon, as long as, you know, I begin to show this, my children are seeing it. I am spreading that love when they grow up, they know nothing more other than, Oh, mama is all love and affection when she sees my dad. I mean, I don't even know when they get upset. That is what I'm trying to teach them because that is what I got from this book. It got to a point in this book that father moon said, it is time for his wife to shine. It is time for him to take a back seat. It is time for women to lead. It is time for you to be able to bring out your, your, your God-given, your God-given instruments into the world. Oh my gosh. She he stepped back. And he allowed her. Did you know when this happened? When she looked into the eyes of someone that was starving, and removed a ring and gave it. To, to the household and to "Sell this. This is Mother Moon. This is not Jesus right now. <laughs> oh my God, sell this and give the people that are eating." And then her husband saw her, and her husband did not see the ring. Oh my gosh! And her husband was like, "Wow, you, you, you gave your ring out?" I said, "Yes, they were starving, and I gave it to them." And he held her so close. And this is the woman. This is the bones of my boots. I mean. That was that blew my mind. How can you understand your wife so much, so much to the point that the most treasured gift you gave her? She is ready to give it to people to serve God. Going forward, he came into this country, he was locked up. He lo- came into America, he was locked up. And Mother Moon was doing the work. That he left behind. She was going further. She did not go into the corner and cry. She did not go into the corner and say, you know what? He's gone into into the prison. He's in jail. Let me just wait for him to come out. No. She moved. Consolidated with the heart of her husband and with the heart of God. That gave me hope and that gave me strength. That regardless of what my husband is going through, I should be is strength. I should be is a helper. She moved. And then at the end of the day, what blew my mind again is that they came together and went to visit the common enemy. Oh, mother moon showed me that you can love your enemy as much as you love yourself. It promotes peace. And I intentionally do this when I see someone that is upset with me or not happy with me, I am not going to sleep. I would walk up to the person because, hey, Mother moon can do that. I can do that. I would walk up to the person and I'd say, hi, I know you're upset with me, but I am sorry. <sighs> you would sleep well. You know how you go and sleep? You go and sleep and they were like, oh, my God, I did this. That person's mind would blow. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, how would you forgive? You should forgive 777 seven times in a day. If we can do that in a day, we are not going to have any issue with anybody. It says, when you come to me with your Thanksgiving, drop your Thanksgiving and go back to the person that you think is upset with you and tell them you are sorry. When I read that and I saw Mother moon's life story, she and her husband went back and had a meeting with, with their common enemy and dine with them. What level, of, what level of forgiveness is that? What level? This is what she's teaching us. When we have this kind of level of forgiveness, this kind of level of love, I don't think there will be hatred in this world. If we can start it from our home, from our friends, from our family, you hurt me. I would apologize to you for hurting me. That's Mother Moon. I will feed you for hurting me. I would, I would pamper you for hurting me. How can this person hurt you again? She said something about the young people, and I'm gonna end it here because I can see, you know, Kelly already looking at me and <laughs> saying, Juliana, you promised seven minutes. I, I know I did. I'm gonna end it with something that Mother Moon said about, and I put um I put it to my my friends, because yes, I'm the director for the YCLC in DMV. I put it to my friends all the time. I call them my friends. <laughs> it's on page 17. And she says, putting an end to food shortages begins by getting your hands dirty. Rather than giving salmons from an air conditioned pulpit, we walked under the scorching sun, neglecting to eat And rest. She says, My nature compels me to give everything I have for the happiness of others with no, she said, no desire for recognition. I want to live like this woman, I want to live my life like this woman. And I do this purposely when I'm doing stuff and, you know, you know how you do things and then you're at the spotlight and you want to still be there. And I think about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're doing it for God, Julia. And I remember what the moon said, no desire for recognition. And I'm like, Joshua, don't worry. Just put me on the backside. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> this is what she teaches us. And this is what I extend to my members in YCLC, and I'm extending it to you today. Let's get our hands dirty. This is the words of our mother. This is what Ooh. father saw in our, and I'm telling my fellow women out there, when you take the teachings of this woman, our husbands are gonna love us over and over again, because we will become new and new every day. I mean, when I see my husband is tired of something, I go back into the book, what would I do one time? <laughs> okay, I'm taking this today. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys this is amazing. I um my testimony with this is that it changed my life. It changed the life of my children, it changed the life of my husband. Indeed, we women are uh, the, the 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 neck of the house. Wherever we want the head to turn, it will turn. Wow. So mm. I I it really did change us and um, I'm so grateful for this woman and I hope to meet her one day. And when I meet her, I don't know what I will do. I'll just be oh cheesy. <laughs> thank you wow. guys for the opportunity. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you Juliana,
0: uh, you know, um Kalabi, thank you so much. Yes, what sir. a what a powerful testimony. Wow. You are uh, you are you are on fire and you are possessed by Holy Spirit. Wow, we can see promising future of your Thank you so much Juliana, Kalabi and also Kaylee
2: thank you thank you thank you wow Ah, uh, i hope everyone feels jealous that they're not in yclc that they don't get to hang out with juliana every week uh thank you so much kayla as well and just wow beautiful beautiful testimony